I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Signals every week. Joy. Friendship. Knowledge. College. Knowledge. Oh, knowledge Knowledge. and college. Yeah, I mean, Bright State. Never mind. I won't go down that road. He is Brian Anderson. He's a color analyst for the Tampa Bay Rays. You know him and love him as that. But you also know him and love him as a former Indians pitcher. And, of course, he's the pride of Geneva. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Are you at the gym, Brian? Where are you getting a run in? What's the good word today? Uh, Nothing. All of that stuff is done and and out of the way. Uh, Just getting ready for some spring training baseball to be starting up actual games this weekend. And uh, I think, like everybody else, you know, football now in the rearview mirror, um, and and you've got baseball starting up, and it's uh, I mean, it's just it's it's an awesome time, and I'm getting I'm getting jacked up, jacked up for preseason baseball. I love that. <laughs> what what well, do you Liz, look for? You know what? I, I well, this year I'll tell you real simple. This year it's going to be you know the national storylines. You know who's emerging, who's the young player that's opening eyes. Now it doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, in spring training, you realize that you put enough years uh, into the game and, and watching how spring training unfolds. You don't put too much stock into it, but it does put guys on your radar. So you look to see who's emerging, who's maybe taking that jump from season, you know, a rookie year to, to their second year. But more than that, it's going to be what do the games look like with these new rules? And I know that we've talked about them, you know, at length the last couple of weeks, but I just got back from our. Uh, uh, Bally Sports, uh, you know, basically, you know, the conference uh, of all the producers, directors, uh, the, the talent, you know, the, the analysts, the, the play-by-play guys. And, you know, we have a big meeting uh, every year. And so we just, I just got back from that uh, a couple of days ago. And we were going over these rule changes, talking to, you know, people from Major League Baseball. They were showing examples to us over and over again. And I'm telling you, it's going to make the game look a lot different it's going to move a lot quicker and that's what i'm most excited about seeing which which thing do you think is the biggest deal yeah easy it's the pitch clock easy it's the pitch clock let me give you a stat how about this um and i want to make sure that i get these numbers exactly right but with nobody on base pitch and and this is when the clock starts so you throw a pitch and that pitch, uh, that that ball is thrown back to the pitcher. Once it hits the pitcher's glove, the clock starts. So with nobody on base, the pitcher then has to start his delivery towards home plate within 15 seconds. On top of that, the hitter has to be in the box and ready to go at the eight-second mark. 
So that means that these hitters that step out and redo their batting gloves and adjust it, they have seven seconds for that. That's it. When that, when that pitcher catches the ball from the catcher, they've got seven seconds for all of their machinations, and they have to be back in the box with eight seconds to go, and the pitcher has to start his delivery towards home plate uh, within 15 seconds. And, you know, and that's, that's yeah, kind of, you know, where, where it stands. And it's funny, when you look last year, of qualified major league pitchers that were that with nobody on base were delivering the ball at a 15 second or better clip it was only about five percent that's it that's it that means 95 percent of major league pitchers a season ago were not yet delivering the ball to home plate uh within the 15 seconds in fact i saw a stat on the Rays. The fastest Ray pitcher, and I think that this guy works as fast as I've seen anybody in the game. It's probably because he does. Josh Fleming, sinker ball left-hander. He was delivering the ball with nobody on base at 15.2 seconds. So even he's going to have to speed Mm. things up. And if that's the case, if everybody has to be just a tick faster than Josh Fleming with nobody on, this game's going to move. This game is going to move. And like I said, on the flip side, the hitter has to be back in the batter's box, engaged, ready to hit, with eight seconds left on that clock, who's going to be more be a who, huge difference? Who's going to be more irritated here? Pitchers, batters, managers. Who's uh, going to be especially early? Managers, yeah, well, I think that everybody might, maybe. I, I think there's a really good the fact that 95 percent of the league is slow. 95 percent of the league has to pick up the pace. Wow. I think everybody's going to be annoyed, and I think hitters are going to be annoyed too because it's going to force them to have to get ready quicker. However, uh, you know, based on the data that we saw from the minor league side, um, you saw not a, not a good number of violations, but the most violations you saw, obviously, was when it was first implemented, the first month of the season. Uh, the second month of the season, it takes a big dive. And by the time you got into the, you know, the months of June and July in the minor league schedule, you really weren't having any issues with the pitch clock at all. And then you, you heard from some of these players uh, on the minor league side, um, and even on the major league side who got to spend some time down in the minor leagues and they all were like, we were very reluctant to embrace it at first. We didn't like it at first, but boy, oh boy, do you adapt quickly and it forces you into a more aggressive mindset and a more aggressive approach. And all of that is going to be good for the game. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's a competitive advantage for, you know, rookies going into this year that have, they don't know it any other way. Right. Or at least they'll yeah. know it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we, yeah, yeah, if we see rookies uh, have successful starts to the season because they're adjusted already for the most part. I don't know. Do you do you buy into that at all, or is it just kind of natural? No, I, I, no, I think that, that that there's some truth to that. You're right. These, the, you know, the last few seasons, and really just the last year, you know, the, the pitch clock was implemented at the AAA level last season. Um, and so, you know, that, that's, it's going to be brand new for, for everybody that was at the big league level. It's going to be brand new, but you're right. Rookies who spent the majority of the year in AAA last year, they're going to, you know, they're going to know exactly what it looks like and what it feels like. And they've already got a set routine because they, they had to adhere to those rules a season ago. So I think there's definitely something to that. However, that being said, the veterans are going to be able to make the adjustment. And that's what spring training is going to be all about. It's going to be about once these games start, What's my new routine? Because I've got to pick up the pace. B.A., what's the, I'll call it a cat and mouse game, with the pitcher and the guy on first base now that 
you step off twice. You if you throw over or if you throw over, you step off. Actually, step off. So uh, if you step off twice or throw over twice, then the third time you got to pick them off. What 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 happens there? Is that an advantage for the runner if the guy gets to two step offs and you, you know if he's coming over, you know he's got to get you. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Let let me let me go a step further and explain to you exactly how the rule is stated, how it, how it's going to play itself yeah, out. Do. So you are allowed, they call them disengagements. You're allowed two disengagements. And that's what we were talking about last week, where you don't necessarily have to throw the ball to first for it to count. If you just step off and then get back set, that's a disengagement. That's one. So now you pick over to first and you don't get him. Well, now you've used up two engage- disengagements. So like you said, Phelps, like you, in your example, now the third time you have to get him. But here's where the rule gets really interesting. The, all it states is, is on the third disengagement, if the runner makes it back safely to his original base, then a balk is to be called. Hmm. So in other words, let's put this into play. So now on the, you've, you've had two disengagements, and you pick over. Now you've used your third disengagement, and you pick him off. So you've done your job. Third disengagement, you've picked him off. He gets into a rundown and makes it back to first safely. It's balked. Yes. So you could actually, as a pitcher, do your job on that third disengagement and pick the guy off. Yeah. He all of a sudden gets into a rundown. If he makes it back to first safe, plays over, that's a balk. Three disengagements. He made it back to his original base safely. He gets to go to second. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, that's interesting. Still not easy to get back to first base, though. I mean, if you're no, it's not. You're and you know, if you get into that rundown and you make it to second safely, okay. Well, third disengagement didn't work. But if you pick him off and somehow he does make it back to first, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you, you throw the ball, you pick him off, the first baseman throws the ball into left field. Well, he would actually go to second there. But whatever, yeah. however it would work out, if he gets back to first base safely and the play's over, and you're like, man, we picked him off and we didn't get him, doesn't matter. That's that's a balk. Right. He gets to go to second. Well, all right, let's go. All right, outside of the paycheck, would you want to be pitching right now? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you like oh, the changes? I, I mean, I I love the changes, and I love to work quickly because in yeah, my mind, did. it was always a quicker pace favors the pitcher. Now I don't know if that's going to play. So we'll see how it plays out over the course of the season. But I like to set my own pace and not let the hitter dictate the pace and not let the hitter settle in with a mindset and a routine. I want to get back on the mound and go, go get in the box. Let's go. Let's play. I know what pitch I want to throw. Why am I waiting around? You know, and by the way, I'll tell you what the, the, um, one of the effects of that, the people behind you, your, your infielders, your outfielders, they play on the balls of their feet. They love pitchers that work quickly because it keeps them engaged. Nothing worse than the pitcher that's taken 30, 32 seconds in between pitches, your fielders fall asleep. Now, they'll never criticize a pitcher that works slow, but they will be quick to praise pitchers that work quickly. So I, I think it's, it's twofold. It's you set the pace, you set the tone to your advantage, and it keeps your fielders more engaged because they got to be ready. Man, they're ready to make plays for you. Brian, Andy and I have kicked around the idea that, okay, you've got to have two infielders, you know, on each side of the base, and they can't be on the outfield grass. Could managers try to get creative, shift outfielders around? Could they send infielders moving, you know, once the ball's released? Do you expect well, anything, tra- anything like that? 
Well, here's the thing. So, so getting back from these meetings and, and having the Major League Baseball people talk to us about all of that, uh, yes, you will be able to bring outfielders in, into the infield. So if you wanted to take your left fielder and, and, and bring him into the infield and just play two outfielders in the gaps, you absolutely uh, can do that. And then you can bring that outfield to either side of the field. So that's definitely in play, but obviously it leaves you with just two outfielders. So that's, that's a huge risk. I think that's something that you'll see maybe in do-or-die type of situations late in the game with a sinker ball or on the mound where you need to get a ground ball. You, you may see, see that. Um, but you know, here, here's the other thing. If you cannot, they're not going to allow you to put guys in motion. They do not want motion. They're like, this isn't football, and we're not putting guys in motion. Okay. So if you see that, everybody's settled, and as the pitcher goes to deliver, the shortstop starts to sprint towards the, the second base side of second base, that's going to be a violation of ball. Cannot, cannot do that. It's not supposed to be allowed. Okay. So the, the, hey, the movement what, pre, pre-pitch is not going to be allowed. What if, what if he releases the ball, and, and now you know that's ridiculous because the ball's already on the way. I don't know how you time that up that I would assume that they're going to call that too, right? Yeah. yeah okay. They don't, they don't right. want the movement, and you really don't have time that. No. You, know, you think about that ball is getting to, getting to home plate in, you know, four-tenths of a second. You know, I mean, it's, it's getting there, like, right now. So you're, you're going to be able to take a step, maybe. But that is, that is going to be called. That's going to be called, uh, uh, you know, a ball. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting. Oh, I got a question so, on this one. Keep going, yeah. Well, so, yeah, so hold on. Okay. So this is the <laughs> other thing. When you send out your infielders right, yeah. for the inning, for the inning, you got your first base and second base and shortstop and third base. And let's say that on the scorecard, they're playing the position that they're supposed to be playing. Right. They play, they play that for the first inning. Now let's say that, you know, your shortstop's your best fielder. And in that second inning, it's all left-handed hitters. The second inning, you can play your shortstop at second base and move your second baseman over to shortstop and the first baseman, third baseman stay there. You know, you can move your infielders around, but they have to stay there for the duration of that inning. And you don't have to change anything on the lineup card. Wow. Unless there's an injury? So you, yeah, unless there's an injury. or, or Yeah, unless there's an injury. So, but, but let's say that you've got, um, with the race, you've got Brandon Lau and you've got Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. You, you could, in the first inning, they, they play their, their normal position. Well, how about this? They've, you've got your second baseman, Brandon Lau, playing second base. You've got Wander Franco playing shortstop. They could theoretically go out in the first inning with Wander lined up at second base and Brandon Lau at shortstop, but they have to stay there for the entirety of the inning. And then they come off, and then they can go back to their normal uh, position. That doesn't make, make any sense. The lineup. Does that make sense? Who cares? I mean, if it's in between batters, who cares if you switch positions? Major League Baseball. Well, that, that, that's does, ridiculous. That <laughs> that, that's silly. Well, yeah, see, but but that, but that's how they're going to keep you from moving people around yeah. according to who's at play. All right. So and, here's and my so, other so question, hey, because I don't want to run out of time here. Ba, what happens if there's a runner at second base and the shortstop's trying to hold them back to the bag, and he's moving like we like we you've always played baseball where we've seen shortstops try to run back to the bag to get a guy to co- get closer to the base. You understand what I'm saying? That shortstop can't move now? No, no, no. Yeah, but that's a baseball play. Right. That, that would be to the discretion of the umpire, and the umpire would say, yeah, he's holding them on, and maybe they're running the daylight play. So he's trying to run in behind them to entice a pickoff throw, uh, you know, one of the disengagements. Yeah, that'll still be allowed because that's a baseball play. What they don't want is, okay, he's getting ready to wind up. I'm just in a full sprint to the other side gotcha. of the field okay. for defensive purposes. That's what's not going to be allowed. 
that what you're describing is a, is a typical for the last 150 years. It's a baseball play that that will be fine. Wow. Good luck to you, B.A., because you have to explain this and everyone has to believe you while you're doing it during the game. I Just believe so you it know now. That. Well, that was a good rehearsal, B.A. You're good. why I told you. Hey, this is why I said I'm so jacked up for spring training. I, I get a little practice with you two. Uh, I refine some things, and I take it into the broadcast next week. Beautiful. If you need to, just call in every day. We'll do this all, all over. We'll do it at noon every day for the next week. How's that sound? Yeah, it's, listen, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. Um, but I think more than anything else, the simple fact that the pace of the game is going to pick up. And this isn't all about shaving time off the game. There, there are some fans that are like, hey, we like to go to the ballpark and spend three, three and a half hours. It's not about that. It's just about picking up the pace. There's going to be more action. Hitters are going to be, you know, pitches are going to be thrown more frequently. There's just going to be more going on, and that, at the end of the day, is what baseball wants. Wow. I like it. B.A., thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks, Brian. Have a good weekend. Bye, boys. Have a great weekend. Later. Talk to you soon. Brian Anderson on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.